don't know if you are anything like me, but my day-to-day life and my job requires me to make a bunch of decisions for everyone and for everything in order for things to operate. And sometimes when it comes to planning my own trips or planning vacations and that kind of stuff, I just don't want to do it because it requires a lot of decision making and I'm tired of making decisions. For our next guest, we have Bridget from Wim Travel, okay? Now listen to me, this is a surprise travel company, meaning they get to know everything about you extensively and they literally put a trip together for you within your budget. If that sounds at all interesting, I would definitely listen to this podcast. We also jump into how to construct a budget-friendly vacation and trip, and also some things about COVID because, yes, we're still living with it. Hey, Slay Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the So She Slays podcast. I'm Heather, and I am here with Bridget from Wim Travel, which is such a fun name. Um, But she is a surprise travel company. Uh, She is the founder and head traveler of her company. And I didn't even know that surprise travel existed, but um, please tell us a little bit more about yourself and about your company. Yeah, thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, of course. I'm so excited. Um, Yeah, so I founded Wim a handful of years ago. I'm somebody who, I grew up with a dad who was like an old school traveling salesman right? He traveled like 250 days out of the year. I spent my childhood like kind of flying to meet him places. And he likes to joke, it gave me itchy feet, but like, it really gave me this need to be constantly on the move. Um, And I fell in love with this idea of always wanting to be going and exploring and there being something new and different. And uh, a really good friend of mine a few years ago was turning 25 and he'd never really been much of a traveler on his own. And he really wanted to celebrate this big birthday by going somewhere but he couldn't decide where so my present to him was I was like I'll take care of this I'll pick where you're going but I'm not going to tell you where you're going till you get to the airport uh so I did it I planned him a whole trip and by the time he landed I had started my new company uh we've been around for a few years it's great we've planned people trips for everything from solo travel to honeymoons to bachelorettes to we've even had people elope on trips we do family vacations we do kind of if you can think of a topic somebody has wanted to travel to celebrate it oh my god okay we're gonna dive into your company a little bit more (laughs) because I'm so interested and um offline we were talking a little bit and I was like oh I'm definitely the person that just likes to jump in the deep end and figure out where we go from here. So I feel like your whim travel would definitely be, you know, an adventure for yours truly. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. But, but, um, but before we try, uh, jump right into your company, um, traveling is becoming a thing again, you know, thank I mean, goodness. You know, oh, thank goodness. Right, girl. <laughs> Um, we have been through it and I know traveling is definitely, you know, p- other people got some itchy feet after like two or three years. I'm all saying, right. You gotta go see it. You gotta go see the things you gotta go do it all. Uh, so I want to talk about like traveling with COVID because mm-hmm. the thing is, is, you know, not all countries, especially if you're going abroad, um, are at the level that the United States is when it comes to COVID. Um, so how do we prepare ourselves for doing this? Because I know a lot of people are just like, including myself, I'm getting ready to travel out of the country. And I'm like, Oh, there are so many things. I mean, I think the best recommendation I can tell you is 
it will change and it will keep changing. Um, I'm a planner Lovely. by nature. I mean, it's true, right? I'm a planner by nature. I literally own a company that plans. And the thing that this has taught me is a plan will only take you so far into it, right? This is something we've not seen or dealt with before in any modern times, especially in this international sense. Um, and I think kind of being comfortable with the idea that you might not know everything and it might, you might run into things are closed or things are open or things are different or what have you, you know, where I can, I cannot do certain items, embracing that kind of ambiguity and knowing that we're traveling in a, like a whole new world and a whole new way is the best thing you can do for you wanting to travel because holding hard onto a plan nowadays is a, not the way to go. Cause it will not be the same. That thing that you're like, I've been obsessed with and I'm dying to eat at this restaurant you know, maybe that restaurant doesn't exist or that it's something new or it's moved or who knows. Um, so that's my biggest, biggest piece of advice. We have a lot of people who are like, well, I want to know it'll, everything is fine and perfect and nothing will change. And I was like, it is today or <laughs> it's not today. And welcome, welcome to 2022, everyone. Uh <laughs> right. Right. Well, and also too, so I'm getting ready to travel, um, out of the country. Yeah. And I had to kind of do a little bit of research as to what that country's policy is and let me tell you the place I'm going to um it's a lot easier to leave the country than it is to get back um there's a whoo let me tell you um so it's like there's certain tests there's certain guidelines blah 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 which I understand I get it you know we are embracing the uncertainty right now uh so what I had to do is do just like a lot of research on like what tests people like you have to take um, with you. Like you don't open the box and take the test before. It's like you open the box and you take the test before you come back. Um, So the U.S. at least right now is very strict upon the type of test that they need. They need certain lab, like a certain lab result to be sent uh, to your phone. It can't just be a regular test that you would take normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are things, however, which there is a positive to this. You do get reimbursed for these tests for your insurance. Yes. Um, it's an extra step. It's a pain in the butt, but you know, here <laughs> we are 2022. This is what we do now. Yeah. Um, so definitely do your research uh and check the covid guidelines because just because the u.s seems to be moving on and all that kind of stuff which is great it does not mean the rest of the world is on the same level right now so check that right and it's about back and forth right like within the u.s our federal and state and city laws are all very different i live in new york city my rules are very different than somebody who might live in a different state or a different, even a different part of New York and a different country. So my biggest suggestion is only trust government websites. <laughs> like truly, .gov is your go-to for, for U.S. Uh, rules of thumb because things publish and change so quickly that just because you're on like a super easy five-step list, that could have been published three days ago and something could have changed. So go directly, even though it's, always like dense and the interface is terrible and it like doesn't scroll and there's no mobile view and like nonsense it's worth like the extra headache to go to like the true the true source um and i'd say the same for international right it's a two-way street what does it take to get into that country what does it take to stay in that country and then what does it take to come back to this country um these are the three questions i think you need to answer um there are some places that require americans when they visit to test every three days while there 
Um, there are other countries who we can go, but we can't come back from, or there are other countries where we just can't go there. Like they are like, well, uh, or uh, right now travel ban or the CDC put it at like a level four, do not enter or this stuff changes all the time. So literally governmental websites are your best bet. Use like the little Google translate button to translate their, that country's website if they can't do it in the, in English, because a link to whatever, like <laughs> your favorite uh, Instagram person's uh, list of how they got into this country six weeks ago is just not going to be the same. Um, and we get that a lot. We get people who are like, well, can't I just do this? And I'm like, you know, who knows? Uh, that's not what I can promise you. I can tell you exactly what that government in that nation is telling you to do. And that is what I will be recommending. Thank you. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's, it's the sign of the times. All right. We're embracing it. The whole world is not on the same page. So, you yeah, know. I mean, even cities and states, I think it's really fascinating. Like um, a while ago, Georgia, like if you look at Georgia, they got rid of their mask mandate, but Savannah did not get rid of their mask mandate. So oh, yeah. cities versus counties versus states all have different rules. So you can be going from, you know, one place to the next. And we can literally be telling you like, when you get there, you're going to need proof of vax or proof of test or a mask or whatever. And you could have driven two hours away, but it's just, you know, it's just about staying up to date on where you're going. And again, embracing the fact that things might happen and that's okay. You're still getting an adventure and a story out of it. Exactly. You know what? When you're traveling, I feel like you just need to have a positive and adaptive attitude in general. I agree. (laughs) Speaking of traveling, since we're getting back into it, and of course we had to have the COVID talk because that is apparent (laughs) in in (laughs) traveling right now. Um, I want to talk about traveling on a budget. Yeah. Um, and how to do that. Uh, because I feel like a lot of people have no idea where to start or they think traveling, you have to have so much money to do it. Uh, so what are, what are some advice, tips, all that kind of stuff we can start working with? For sure. So the first thing I'll say is I think traveling is the best thing you can spend your money on. I admit I'm biased, but I do genuinely believe we become, (laughs) we become better people, happier people, more, uh, like, kinder people when we've seen other people's worlds when we've experienced it and that doesn't have to just be internationally that's domestically that's understanding just somewhere different um nothing makes you kind of a a more fulfilled and more curious person than seeing how someone else lives or where they are from and I'm a big believer in that so I don't think it has to be about breaking the bank. I don't think you have to work some high-end finance job where you make, you know, high mid to high six figures and you'd get your two-week uh, summer vacation in the south of France every year. I mean, if you want to take two weeks in south of France. I mean, hey, I mean, no one's arguing. <laughs> no, no shade. I'm there. But um, I think both can be true, right? The If you are somebody who is fortunate enough to be able to travel any day of the week, that's your best friend. Do not be committed to Friday to Monday kind of thing. Things are always more expensive on the weekends. Um, uh, My favorite thing as a traveler myself is um, the Flights Explore page on Google. I love it. If you go to flights.google.com, you can literally put your airport and then just type anywhere or US or Europe or whatever. And then you can pick the month you want to travel and just like, let's see what there is. I've bought, I've traveled to a lot of places based on that flight was affordable and I'll just go there for a few days. Um, oh my gosh. That sounds so fun. I'm a big advocate of traveling. I think it's, it's a blast. Um, Mm -hmm. 
What are some other tips? Cause I mean, you do the Google page, right. But like for me, uh, what I kind of like to do too, is I don't know if you use the, um, website sky scanner. If I have Absolutely. a specific location I need to go to. Yeah. I, it, and it always like gives me like the cheapest flights to the most expensive flights, how long layovers are, blah, blah, blah. I find it sometimes more helpful than Hopper. Yeah. You can do Hopper. You can do Skyscanner. You can do flights.google. There was one I used to use when I was in college called skip lag, where this is not, <laughs> it's not necessarily a recommended solution. However, sometimes there's, you want to go somewhere and it's expensive to fly there, but it's not expensive to fly uh, to somewhere else. And that is your layover. And so you might want to, you could find, I used to find flights to like some random place and then just get off at the layover. Cause I wanted to go where the layover was going. And as long as you don't check a bag, that's fine. You won't get like um, frequent flyer number points. Um, and again, do not check a bag because it will go to your final destination. But like, I don't know, let's say you want to go to Austin, Texas, and that's, it's really expensive, but it's really cheap to fly to Denver, Colorado. And there, you can find a flight to Denver with the layover in Austin. You can just get off in Austin um, as long as you book two one ways. I used to do that in college a lot because it was like a really cheap way to buy like random tickets to places. Wow. Are there other, are there other little tips you want to share with us, Miss Traveler? <laughs> um, I mean, I would say, I, again, flexibility is always going to be more, make it more affordable. Um, but honestly, my biggest tip is probably don't discount your backyard. It sounds really cool to, you know, like I, I was joking, but like, uh, you know, a week south of France or, you know, fly to this far, far away destination. And those are amazing. There's a lot of really awesome places, really like in a close domestic flight that you might not think to go to, but are a blast. Like, you know, Portland, Maine is the largest collection of James Beard chefs in the country, or there's a place in Columbus, Ohio, that has an entire park that, where they've replicated classic artwork out of topiaries, or you can go and, you know, do the bourbon trail in Kentucky, or you can, like, there's, there's amazing art and music in Minneapolis. Like, there's so many cool little towns that we kind of forget about, but a three-day weekend at one of these places is a blast, and it's affordable, and it's a hard, and it's just right there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We do. We do forget about, okay, this is what I always kind of say, too, is, like, the States, the U.S., it's huge. We have, we have so much here. Um, and it's, it, it, it's a little easier than traveling to a faraway land. It um, is. <laughs> it is. Um, what are some of the fun things that you can do on a budget? Like, how do you plan a full-fledged trip on a budget? Yeah, so, I mean, assuming you've picked a destination, the one thing I will say is just like everything else in the world right now, everything is more expensive, especially travel. You know, anybody who's filled up a gas, uh, you know, a gas tank recently or tried to order a piece of furniture, like we know that that's changing. So know that for your traveling as well. And that's okay. That just changes your budget or maybe changes your destination, but keep that in mind so that you can still have a really good time. Um, my big recommendation is if you can go somewhere, you don't need to rent a car, huge, uh, something walkable. Um, if you can, I personally would always recommend spending a little more money to stay in a hotel that's in a walkable area than saving money to stay further away. And my reasoning is you're going to end up, you're going to tell yourself you're not going to take that Uber to back to the hotel at night, or you're going to, you know, not go back. Let's and, be honest. You're going to take it. 
Absolutely. Be reasonable with what you're actually going to do. Like I had a friend who went on a trip and he found a cheap hotel and he's like, it's like 35 minutes outside of town, but I'll just like, you know, I'll take the train to get there. I was like, you won't take the train. You won't. You're going to go out. You're going to have a drink at night. You're going to go to a bar, whatever you won't. And so it ends up costing the same or more. So usually if you're smart enough about like, I know I want to be in this area, I'll walk around. Like if that's close to cute coffee shops or close to whatever your vibe is, whatever you're into, it's usually location outweighs that. So that's a big one for me personally uh, that I have found over time. Do a little bit of research. Like, I don't think you should plan everything within an inch of its life, despite that being what I do for a living. Like, don't hold yourself to a hard, well, because even when we do it here at WIM, we give you a lot of suggestions, but we expect the excitement of a new place to kind of take lead. So you're like, I want to do these three restaurants. And if these are like three high-end fabulous restaurants, book those. And then as you wander, you know, find what you've got, find what, you know, eat what you see, be down for that. Um, I would also recommend uh, if you're going to a bigger city, Free Tours by Foot is actually a super cool tour company that does all of their tours in big major cities in the US completely for free. Just you tip the guide at the end. And these are like locals who love their town and who are just like down to kind of brag about some cool stuff. Um, so stuff like that. I didn't that even know that great. was a thing. Yeah. You know, you give them a tip for their time, but, and you should tip them for their time, but like, they're great. Like they're excited to talk to you about local, like their local scene and they want to show off a little bit. So go learn from the locals. Oh my gosh. What are other like free or super um, helpful places or people or companies or platforms we can use to kind of see how we can put a trip together or even like, you know, if we're going somewhere and we didn't really plan anything. Yeah. I mean, um, again, so when we, when we do it here at WIM, we take it really seriously, the kind of budget you, we ask you how much money you want to spend while you're there. And some people have a huge, you know, we have a bunch of options and some people choose the option. Isn't that what credit cards are for? And we're like, great, let's go. Like, well, we can recommend anything. And some people are like, you know, we're traveling on a budget where in college, we're recent grads, we're parents, whatever, you know, we want to spend X amount per day. And then we take that pretty seriously too. I think it's a lot about, um, you know, researching a little bit about that town, but also like, if you're somebody who only eats one meal a day, I'm somebody who wants to eat um, everything constantly. So for me, I'd rather blow all of my money on really awesome food in a location than pretty much anything else. But like museums are usually free or super affordable. Walking tours are free or super affordable. Um, you know, a, a cup of coffee that you can sit outside and see a really cute area or whatever is super affordable. Um, la if you're in a place that does shows, like uh, if you're in Chicago or New York or Minneapolis or Pittsburgh or whatever that has a good theater scene, last minute walk up tickets are always really good. Uh, same with sporting events. Wait till the get wait till the game begins and do like a last minute ticket um, or go see part of it. That's always fun. I think it's just about for me at least when I'm dealing with a budget, I'm I make sure I pick out the couple things that I know that if I come home and I haven't done, I'll feel sad. So pick your non-negotiables, budget for those, and then realize how much else you have left over to kind of fill the rest of your days. And you know whether it's walking through a park or going to a beach or you know hanging out in the village, whatever the case may be. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what is, and I don't know, I'm kind of springing this on you. <laughs> um, what is the bare minimum you think that would 
like what what could I like spend as the bare minimum to get a good trip? Um, so my big thing is I would say, assuming you're flying and not driving, um, you know, it depends on the kind of airport you live by. Like if you live next to LAX, flights are a lot cheaper than if you live next to like- It's also Super- really crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, or Burbank or like, you know, JFK, LaGuardia. Yeah. If you live near major airports, Atlanta, the flights are cheaper. If you live near maybe like a Sioux Falls, South Dakota airport, like stuff like that, flights are going to cost a lot, a lot more. Mm. So what might be a $300 flight from a major airport could be a $700 flight from a small airport. Keep that in mind. So that's a big thing. Um, And, and, you know, there are budget, more budget friendly cities than not, right? Like Denver, super affordable. Minneapolis is pretty affordable. And then when you do, you know, an LA, a San Francisco, a New York, a Boston, your hotels go from like, you know, a four-star hotel in like a Denver or Minneapolis or Pittsburgh, a mid-sized city are going to look at like 80 to 150 a night. And then you go to major cities and you're looking at 250 to 400 a night for a four-star Easily. hotel. Easily, right? Um, I will say, I have an opinion that if you're flying, traveling with one or two people, like just a small group, hotels are a better deal than usually like Airbnbs and stuff because Airbnbs and everything have a huge fees, usually like cleaning fees and additional taxes and hotels don't usually have that. And my other opinion is I'm traveling alone. There's two of us. I want to be able to walk down and talk to my concierge and be like, Hey, what can I do real quick late, like late at night or what, what do you suggest? And um, if you've got like eight people, of course, rent a house, do the whole thing. But I usually find that like dollar for dollar value, a hotel is a good call. And you, you can use like Hotwire, Priceline, Expedia, like whatever, and do those as well for discount hotels, um, stuff like that. Oh my that. gosh. But- yeah. Oh my, okay. Such great information. Um, hopefully that's like a good start for everybody who's trying to gear back up into traveling. You know, you can start small. You don't have to go to a far, far away land. Um, let's go ahead and shift gears and let's talk about whim travel. Cause I want to know a little bit more about these surprise trips that you put on for people. Um, how do we do this? (laughs) What do we need to like, how do we partake? Yeah. Um, so thanks for asking. They, So we, right now, we only do trips within the U.S. and territories because of what we just talked about. Getting you out and getting you you back is hard. Um, (laughs) Getting back is very hard. (laughs) And things change quickly. So right now we do trips within the U.S. and territories, but I do genuinely believe there's so much, like you said, America's very big. (laughs) It's ginormous. Ginormous. And, you know, there's a lot of really cool territories. Like you can spend a week hopping the Virgin Islands. Like that's a blast. Go for it. Um, so yeah, so you go to our website, it's on a whim.com and we spell whim W H Y M, but basically you go to our website and you, we want to know everything about you. Like we act like we do, but we genuinely do. We're crazy nosy. Um, so you pick the kind of trip you want. Like, is it a solo trip? Is it a couple's trip? Is it group travel? Are you road tripping? We'll do that too. And that's obviously cheaper, by the way, if you're looking to budget like a road trip, if you've got a car, I mean, gas, not with gas prices, notwithstanding historically road trips are very cheap. Um, and you tell us your budget for the flight hotel and a few surprises, the number of days you want to travel. And then we ask you to fill out a survey and girl, this survey is long. It is, it is like five pages long. Uh, we have a joke on our website, like open up a bottle of wine and sit down. Like, we're going to ask you everything. We, we genuinely do. We want to know how long it takes you to get ready. What kind of music you're into, where you went to school, what your favorite vacation is. We ask everything. You're going deep. 
We do. Um, we basically want you to feel like we're your new best friends uh, because we feel very attached to you. Whenever your travel, uh, whenever we assign you a travel person who plans your trip, they plan everything just for you. And they are your personal concierge throughout the whole trip. So once you filled out the survey and all that jazz and you buy your trip, that's it. You hear, you don't do anything else. And then we get to work on our end, our little magic planning elves, um, pick your destination. We book your flights. We book your hotels. We book those surprises like tours, like restaurants, like tickets to shows. And then we build you a custom itinerary, like whatever you're into. If you're like, I love Indian food, we'll find you the best Indian joint in this town. If you're like, we've had people who are like, I'm super into race cars. And we're like, great, here's a place to go drive a car, a race car. And Whatever your interests are, we've probably done something of that somewhere. And then seven days before, you get a text from your concierge with your packing list and the weather forecast. 24 hours before you get updated weather and like the time and location of departure. And then three hours before you take off, you find out where you're going. We give you a playlist to get you in the mood, 10 things to know about the town. And then when you land, you have a fully custom built itinerary of suggestions, things to do, what to check out. And you can do all of it. You can literally do none of it. You can, well, we're in your pocket. Like we've had people who are like, I've always wanted to go on a jet ski. Can you find us a place to rent a jet ski? And we're like, we got you. Here you go. Whatever. And that is we, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm excited that you're down. Like your, your personality is very fitting for that, right? Like my whole company is built off the idea, like, I don't know about you, but my bucket list item was always, I want to walk into an airport with my passport and my phone and pick something off the board and just get on a plane and go. Except I wanted to know I was, had a hotel to stay in when I landed. That's very important. <laughs> Where are you going to stay? <laughs> yeah, that was always my hangup. So I built a company that answers that question for you. Some people don't care where they stay. I care where I stay. I so. care. I definitely <laughs> care. I well, stay well, in not so hot areas. And I was like, I should have planned this better. Uh, Genuinely. And I also think women traveling, especially if you're a solo female traveler, like knowing that you'll be in a comfortable, safe space, knowing, you know, traveling on your own is, I'm sorry, traveling on your own is kind of scary um, if you've never done it before, but it's such an awesome experience that this is kind of a little way of doing it with like a little safety net. Like we're right here in your pocket, text us. We'll we'll send you stuff. You're going to get reveals throughout. We're like, time for your next surprise. Here's tickets to a Broadway show or here's whatever you're into. Yeah. I mean, I think, so we kind of alluded a little bit to, you know, traveling by yourself. If you're a solo female traveler, like what are some safety tips? I think people need to be aware of, especially if they're new to traveling or maybe they haven't traveled by themselves before. For sure. So the neighborhood you stay in is not about like I, I said, I personally think it's better to stay in a good walkable area than far away. I don't care if that's solo or couple or group, but especially if you're solo, stay like city center, stay in an area. You're like, okay, I know I want to walk around this area. Don't make yourself schlep back and forth super far. That's scary. That can be scary. Um, but I genuinely think a lot of it is just awareness. Be aware of your surroundings and don't be afraid because it's an unknown. The people who are afraid because it's an unknown um, are the ones who I think will be more afraid, more scared and it'll, it'll color their trip. Just because it's in a new space doesn't mean you have to be home by sunset. Um, just be aware of your surroundings. If it's late at night, take a cab, you know, what have you, uh, call a car. Um, but don't be the person who's like, I'm afraid so I'm going to like strap my bag to the front of me and hold it and walk really fast because that's just asking for trouble. That's like why that's not a great call. So 
you know, just that, that'd be my big thing. Make sure your phone's charged, bring an extra battery pack. I never travel without multiple battery packs. <laughs> smart. Very, very smart. Um, so that is traveling domestically. Do you have any sort of safety tips for traveling, you know, abroad? I'd say the exact same thing. Stay in a very city, like in a central location that is walkable. Be aware of your area. Um, and you can call a, you can call an Uber any, almost anywhere in the world. They are, they are large and everywhere. Uh, and same, you know, I like I've had my phone die while I'm traveling alone abroad. And I hated that feeling. That was the scariest feeling to me. I did not want that. Um, and, and, you know, like if I know I'm going to a show and dinner alone, like that's fine. I'll go to a show and dinner. Uh, like, let me think like when I was in, in Paris and I wanted to go to dinner and a show, I wanted to go to this cool bar afterwards. That's fine. I'd walk to that bar. I just, you know, be, be very conscientious of your space. If you feel uncomfortable, trust your gut, especially as women, we sometimes have a tendency to doubt our own instincts and be like, no, you know, you're strong enough. You don't have to, but if your gut is telling you like you don't love this space, that's okay too. You know, feel free to call or feel free to go up to even like a bartender and be like, Hey, I'm going to talk to you while I wait for my car. Cause you're right here. And I don't want to like have this creepy guy talking to me in the corner, which we've all had happen. We've all had, we've all been in those situations. Yeah. Bartenders can be your best friends when stuff like, or like, you know, a guy at the door, the door guy, the security guard, the bouncer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that myself uh, here domestically where I'm just like, you know, I really don't want to just stand here by myself and like, you know, leave myself Mm -hmm. open for like random dudes to come and talk to me. So uh, I, and honestly, like there's times too, it's like, if you walk, uh, you know, behind the restaurant or bar or whatever to get your car. And it's like kind of dark. I have gone up to security people. I've gone up to bartenders. I was like, look, you don't got a light in the back. It's kind of creepy. And by myself, like, can you spare an employee or a security guard to like, just walk me around the corner? Yeah. And they want to do that for both, you know, moral reasons, but also their insurance premium doesn't want you to get jumped in the back. Liability, you know, liability is the thing. It is. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I was in London uh, and I was walking and it was late and there was like somebody who'd been behind me a little longer than I was comfortable with, you know, assume positive intent. I don't know who that person was, but there was somebody and I was like, I don't love this. And I remember there was a big apartment building and it was the lobby was well lit. And I just took a right into the apartment building and the front desk guy was like, hi. And I was like, hi, I just would like to stand here for a minute and let somebody on the street pass. And he's like, not a problem. Like big, well lit lobbies. You can walk in, take a break um things like that or change paths but yeah I I mean I think that's the big thing share your location with a friend if you can keep yourself charged keep the battery packs and just be aware of your surroundings but don't don't let hesitancy or fear stop you from exploring because for those couple stories I have a hundred thousand of amazing experiences that were not scary and I would also say make sure you're not stereotyping an area based on something like that doesn't need to happen uh again I live in New York City I live in you know I went to college on the Upper East Side and you're as as likely to run into a creepy guy at a bar there as you are in like small towns in other countries like you never know it's it's universal it's universal (laughs) um okay so before we uh wrap this up a little bit more where can people get a hold of you or you know start your surprise travel yeah. Well, first of all, I hope you let us send you on a trip somewhere fun. Oh my gosh. Uh, I am so girl, 
I am so about to like try and do this because um, I'm, you know, we offline, we talked about all the things that we're doing for everybody else and all the travels and all the money you're spending for everybody else. And I'm just like, I need to treat thyself. Uh, oh, yeah. Cause none of those trips, those like obligatory trips, if I have to, if I get invited to one more bachelorette in Nashville, I will cry. Um, <laughs> everybody. I mean, Vegas. great. Nashville's a blast. Vegas I love Nashville. Blast. I've, I, you know, I got friends out there. I've gone like five times. No, there's, that is not shame on the city. That is just a repetitious activity, but yeah, uh, you know, those are not vacations. Those are outings and they're a blast but then you have to do something for yourself go see something new go try something outside of your comfort zone exactly it's no fun if you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again agreed um (laughs) yeah so you can find us at whim w-h-y-m travel on instagram or on a whim.com uh we have like a lot of chat we have texts we're all over the country all of us so like you message us and you let us know and we will answer your questions. We will do whatever we can to make it easy. But, you know, it's, especially if you're somebody who either hasn't traveled a lot and you're like, I'd really love to start traveling, but I don't even know where to pick. It's a great option. Or if you're somebody like me and like yourself who has traveled a lot and sometimes you're just like, I want to go. I just can't plan or pick. I can't make another decision. Decision fatigue is real. You you and I are going to be best friends because (laughs) like I have to make, so I, I tell my friends this all the time because once a year I have like two girlfriends that we always get together and we do something. Right. And I'm like, look, y'all plan it. You just tell me where I need to go and what I need to pay for, because I make so many freaking decisions every single freaking day. I do not want to make these decisions. We have this pair of best friends who takes an annual trip with us every year and they have traveled every year together for 10 or 15 years. And genuinely, I think they just had run out of places that they could agree on. So we are doing uh, their fifth trip or sixth trip this year. And uh, they do. And so they're like, this is it now. Like, this is our annual trip. Cause now we chose all of our own places for a decade and we're done. We don't want to do it. We want, we want you to pick the tickets and you to text us where to go. And we'll just go have a good time. We'll just go see a new thing and try something. Honestly, that's the best. Um, I do think there's a certain amount of people who can uh, let themselves go that much. Um, (laughs) We only get two reactions. We get the reaction of like, oh my God, sounds amazing. And we get the reaction of that's my worst nightmare. Please don't do that to me. Like I would have an absolute breakdown. Uh, And that's fine too. You uh, I know several people who are like that too. And I'm just like, honestly, as long as I know I'm going to be safe and I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. That was always my joke. I was like, is there internet there? Then I'm fine. Like I can, I can, I'll figure it out from there. We're good. No, we literally have employees here who are like, if it didn't work here, I could never do this. Like if I didn't know the level of like control that we exert over such things and like contacts we have everywhere. Um, but no, yeah, it, it's not for everyone, but for those who are down, it's a really fun way. We do a lot of like, especially like talk about decision fatigue, like honeymoons. People are like, we can't make another choice. We just got married. If I have to have an opinion on anything else after like the amount of fights we had over the color of our napkins, we will not get married. So we do oh, a lot geez, of <laughs> Right. I mean, gosh, I can't even, yeah, I can't even try with all of that stuff. I mean, I, I there's a reason why I totally give it to the other people. I'm like, just make it, just make a decision. I, I love that. Don't care. <laughs> um, like again, I'm like bare minimum, like internet safety, got a good place to stay. Like that's about it. <laughs> all you need. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I cannot wait to try Wim. Like I'm going to, I'm definitely going to do this. I think it's going to be so much fun. I just got to figure out who I'm, who I'm going to take with me. Uh <laughs> I can't wait. And thanks again for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, of course. All right, Slay Nation. Until next time, we'll catch you later. <laughs>